What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Lauren Arbach. Good morning, Andrew. That was kind of like a smooth version. It was just, yeah. you know, it was, I, I liked it, though. It's kind of smooth and mellow. Good. Like a, I, I'm, like constantly, I'm constantly fine-tuning here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we do here. We're constantly fine-tuning, we're learning, <laughs> we're going to talk like this the whole episode. Um, yeah, we can have like yeah. one of those, like, uh, it's like a, it's just a private conversation between you and me and all, everyone <laughs> Every, else that Everyone in the else, world. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I am well. I'm a little jumbled. I thought today was Friday. I think it's that combo of the holiday week and then the football days. I, you know, it's like we, we had football a couple days ago. We have football today. We have football in a couple days from here. It's just, I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm all out of whack today, I think. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like, yeah. I felt like this back when I just played fantasy sports, but it's mm-hmm. even more so as an analyst. It's like, by the time you get to the end of the season, you're like running on fumes, you know? I know. Yeah. Uh, especially with the COVID stuff. It's mm-hmm. just, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's enough crazy. with the COVID stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> with stuff, you know? I know. I'm like so. Uh, whether the Chiefs get their players back is probably going to determine uh, mm-hmm. my fantasy fortunes this season. Yeah, you're like really on that one. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend it's a big who kind of. Yeah, I have a friend who kind of said like playoff matchups this year come down to COVID roulette, and I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and it's so funny. It's like I feel like we we spend so much time kind of prepping and you know, kind of preparing for the week and thinking about all this stuff, and then it could just be wiped out because of COVID. Yeah, just, it just like goes all out the window. That. Just well, that's like especially that. frustrating when you like take the time to write an article or something, yeah. and then like right after it gets published, like half of it becomes irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. oh, great, <laughs> yep. I, there it's goes like, oh, okay. one day of my time yep. <laughs> that I spent. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it is crazy. I mean, we talked about it a little on the last show, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's gotten to the point where um, the thing that gets me now is when they say a player like misses practice because of an illness, like, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs missed practice <clears throat> yesterday because of an illness. And I instantly freak out. I'm like an illness. What kind of an illness? <laughs> Please know. tell me. But you know, if it was COVID, he would have uh, already been on the COVID list, but yeah. sometimes, you know, I don't know, they could test negative and, but have symptoms and then test the next day and whoops, it is COVID. Yep. <laughs> so it's yep. kind of like, it's mm-hmm. just living on edge, you know? I know. Or it's just like reading the things where it's like someone has an illness, but then you ha- they have to specifically say non-COVID, you know? Yep, That's exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So yep. you're looking, you're always looking for the non-COVID uh, in the parentheses. Yeah, or you're like, <laughs> or, yeah, and you're like searching Twitter to see if, uh-huh. if uh, there's any evidence of whether Tyreek yeah. Hill is vaccinated. It's like, what is going on with the world now? Know. It's very bizarre. I know. I know. That's also, yeah, that's like, it's like, okay, it's like someone's on the COVID list. Are they vaccinated? You know, and it's like the first, you know, one of the first things you check. Yeah, exactly. It has a a real implication. Yeah. So anyway, that's the world we live in. And Mm -hmm. we're going to help our listeners navigate through it, as we always do, Mm -hmm. uh, with our week 16 preview show. Uh, and we, uh, yeah, we might as well just jump right into it. let's, Let's do it. All right. So the Thursday night game tonight. Uh, we got one day off between games. Uh, it's uh, San Francisco at Tennessee. Uh, over under is 44.5. 49ers are favored by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What are you looking for in this game? I mean, uh, to me, like this A.J. Brown thing is a big question mark. Yeah, and you honestly kind of – I completely forgot about A.J. Brown until you brought him up last week, and I told you it kind of raised my eyebrow because I feel, honestly, when I when I think of the Titans – you know, I think especially one, it, 
and just like, eh. like I was really excited about them in the beginning of the season. And I feel like not so much now. Um, and I guess in terms of kind of fantasy, um, kind of implications. And if you're sitting, you know, we're talking about week 16 here. Um, I don't know. Yeah. If Brown comes back, do you trust that? Do you do, does he come back in the lineup as like a wide receiver one wide receiver two? Like what, I mean, I don't know what I think. I, I, I guess you, I guess you play him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have him as like a mid to low end wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sort of, he feels very boomer bust to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like maybe he comes in and he's vintage AJ Brown and gets mm-hmm. right to work, you know, or maybe he just plays a handful of snaps or, you know, yeah. uh, or maybe he plays the whole game, but just he and Tannehill have had no time to, work on their connection for the last month and it's mm-hmm. not there you know it's just um it's a it's a pretty tough matchup san francisco is a good defense mm-hmm. um you know I, I would love to say you you have the luxury of not playing him but uh you know uh, most people that have aj brown on their roster uh spent an early draft pick on mm-hmm. him so he was probably expected to be one of their core players um right. so there's you know there's a good chance you would need to use him um i think the hard part comes when you're trying to compare him to some of these receivers that have sort of emerged recently, mm-hmm. like a Russell Gage or mm-hmm. an Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I right now have A.J. Brown a couple spots ahead of those guys, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that's really kind of comes down to your risk tolerance. You know, I mean, yeah. if you if you, especially if you play in a PPR league and you're the favorite and you just want to bank some points like I'd probably just play a Russell Gage. Uh, over AJ Brown and bank those points, you know. But if you're in a standard league or you're a, a heavy underdog and you really need that like huge performance to have a chance, then that's where you probably want to go with an AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really dicey, you know, because it's yeah. I mean, everything you said is is correct. It's like especially if you've been, you know, he's been stashed on on your IR and and like you said, you use this high draft pick on him, and here we are in the playoffs and. I, yeah, I think it does come down to kind of what your other options are. Um, I think, I don't know, I, if it was me, I guess, yeah, it just depends what your other options are. Um, I would I would maybe roll with like a Gage or an Amon Ross St. Brown um, just because I think you have a clearer idea. Um, and then, I don't know, it's one of those things where I think I would be okay if you did sit Brown and if he goes off, I kind of would be like, well, I trusted like my process there. Like, <laughs> I think I would kind of, whatever you can that, tell yourself but, to get some yeah, sleep at night. Right. Exactly, right yeah. <laughs> but you know, the other surprising thing is that Julio Jones apparently is fine and going to play in this game. I mean, it initially mm-hmm. looked like, uh, I, I think when it comes to Julio Jones, it's like the assumption is always that he's going to miss time because that's usually what he does. Right. I mean, he's mm-hmm. always getting nicked up. He's always missing a game or two here and there. Um, you know, this was a hamstring injury. Uh, when you see a player in their thirties with a hamstring injury, who has a long history of, of injuries, you, you, you think the worst, you know, you kind of assume they're going to shut him down, but no, he's yeah. back. Um, and he, he's someone that I don't trust though. Like, even if he's playing, like you said, he's, it doesn't surprise me. I feel like he always gets pulled from games. And so, um, he's someone that I, I, I would look for other options. Yeah. And I mean, he, the other thing is just that he just hasn't even produced the season yeah. when he has played. I mean, yeah. he has uh, one game all season where he has over 50 receiving yards. That's crazy. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, over 60 receiving yards. Yeah. He had 59 in one other game. But mm-hmm. basically, he's had one big game all season. Uh, he actually has not caught a touchdown yet yeah. uh, as a Titan. So 
it, it's uh, yeah, it just hasn't it hasn't worked out. I the you know I understand why people uh, were excited about Julio Jones at the beginning of the season, but we're a long way from the beginning of the season now, and mm-hmm. it just hasn't clicked with him there. Maybe maybe this is kind of the last stop. Uh, on a great career um, mm-hmm. for Julio Jones, but uh, you don't want to you don't want to go down with the ship here in the fantasy no, playoffs. No, no, and yeah, yeah, you're not. I don't think. Yes, you don't want to do that. And we talked um, a little about Deonta mm-hmm. Foreman on the uh, mm-hmm. on the waiver wire show, uh, mm-hmm. um, or the recap show, I guess I should say, because he's yeah. he's pretty widely rostered at this point. But uh, you know, it's a tough matchup. I think he's kind of game script dependent. So that makes me a little concerned because mm-hmm. the Titans are underdogs in this game. Uh, it should be a pretty close game though. I mean, San Francisco is not the kind of team that blows anyone out of the water, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I think he can get some carries, um, I, you know, low end RB two. I'm not, I, I, I'm not really seeing another hundred yard game from him though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, and then on the other side, Elijah Mitchell is officially out. Correct? Yes. Yes. So this is uh, Jeff Wilson time again. It is. I, yeah. I'm using him in one league. I, you know, I, I worry a little bit about the upside. I mean, Tennessee is also a really tough matchup for running mm-hmm. backs. Um, so, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't think they're actually the number one toughest matchup for running backs right now mm-hmm. uh, in terms of adjusted fantasy points mm-hmm. allowed. So, uh, that's tough. Um, you know, the things he has going for him obviously are that he plays in a Kyle Shanahan offense mm-hmm. and uh, that he was used really heavily last week. Um, you know, we had seen before that a lot of uh, Debo Samuel sort of stealing a lot of the backfield work, mm-hmm. and that was less true last week. Um, maybe that was because of the game script of that game, but uh, Wilson played 88% of the snaps. He had 21 rushing attempts, um, which is pretty nice. I mean, if he can get that kind of a workload against Tennessee, I think he can definitely put up RB2 numbers. I just would keep my expectations in check just um, based on the matchup and based on the fact that Wilson is not of the same caliber player as Elijah Mitchell. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't expect Elijah Mitchell stats. Right, right. Um, yeah, and then everyone else basically kind of usuals, Kittle, Debo. You have Ayuk. I'm pretty down of, on Ayuk. Are you down yeah. on Ayuk? Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I feel like he just doesn't get enough looks whenever, when all these other guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's been, a, he hasn't done much at all lately. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, I it's like he might be, last week he was barely involved at all. Um, so I kind of feel like Kittle and Debo, like if, if Debo is playing a lot of wide receiver snaps rather than halfback snaps, that mm-hmm. makes Ayuk pretty dicey. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's move on to the Saturday games, two Christmas Ooh. Day games. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming none of these games get pushed back to Tuesday. <laughs> uh, I won't put that into the world. Um, Cleveland <laughs> at Green Bay. I mean, Cleveland uh, should be getting their players back from the COVID list, theoretically, for this game. Uh, Does it make much of a difference, though? No, I mean they're still <laughs> heavy all, underdogs. I feel like they're this, kind of the same, like whether these guys are in or or out. You know, minus kind of, you know, Nick Chubb to a, to an extent. You know, it's like there's it's not like there's a ton of pass catch, cat, ugh, pass catchers. Excuse me, um, and it's kind of you know this run heavy team. And I think you know we talked about how you know, even if it's like um, you know. Um, 
Baker Mayfield or Case Keenan, those those two are kind of interchangeable. Although I guess you know Landry. I mean, <clears throat> and Nick I Mullins. <laughs> and, and, and Nick Mullins, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably good that Landry's. Um, uh, it looks like Landry's coming back, right? Yeah, he should be yeah, back. Should be well, back. I mean, we you never know with COVID. I mean, yeah. like until a guy's activated, you don't know. But um, yeah. I, you know, I expect him to be back. I. I also don't really have a ton of interest in deploying mm-hmm. him as a wide receiver three in uh, in the fantasy semifinals, though, because yeah. um, it just hasn't like the the production just hasn't really been there in the passing game for Cleveland all year. This is mm-hmm. the kind of passing attack that you just don't want to rely on with your season on the line. Yeah. yeah um, if Austin Hooper comes back, I think that saps any streamer potential from David and Joku as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're really just looking at Nick Chubb. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dearness Johnson didn't get enough action last week to uh, feel like he has any RB3 viability. So it's just Chubb. I mean, hopefully yeah. they get their offensive lineman back from the COVID list because that could help Chubb out as well. Yeah. yeah. And then how about, what about uh, Green Bay? I mean, I think last week we saw Jones get more play than Dylan. Do you think that we'll see kind of more of a 50 50 split, or do you think um, Jones will get kind of the leg up on the usage? I'm still of the belief that it's pretty much going to be a 50-50 split. Mm. I mean, I think that's what Matt LaFleur has indicated. Uh, I don't think it's just based on one game. We can assume that things have really shifted Mm -hmm. back in Jones' favor because Mm -hmm. Dylan was looking like the lead back uh, prior to that game last week. So uh, I think it, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say I think Dylan is still definitely the lead. I I think it's up in the air, but, um, the the point is they're both going to get double digit touches. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both viable fantasy options, but I, I have them both in that kind of like RB twenty to twenty five kind mm-hmm. of range. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, what I'm more excited about is the passing game, honestly mm-hmm. for for Green Bay. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers as my number one quarterback this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he could have a really big game. I mean, you know, Cleveland's uh, had all kinds of. Um, issues with uh COVID and, and all that um affecting their uh secondary so mm-hmm. and their whole defense and so you know and I, I something also just about Aaron Rodgers on Christmas in a primetime matchup <laughs> in Lambo. I just I yeah. feel like he's gonna he's gonna show up for this game yeah. I, I feel so yeah, I'm expecting I, a big game so. from him yeah it's funny one of those things where it's like not on paper it's just like kind of setting like you know, the background, you know, of that Christmas day at Lambeau. It's like, yeah, he's going to have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Which of <laughs> course know? means Devontae Adams will also have a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It will be interesting to watch that uh, situation with Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's currently mm-hmm. on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could pop off for a big game if he plays, but if not, then you could look at Alan Lazard as maybe a sneaky uh, wide receiver three flex option. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. All right, uh, Indianapolis at Arizona. That's the other Saturday uh, Christmas game over under 48 and a half. Uh, Arizona favored by one. I mean, I feel like these are two very good teams, very uh, very well-rounded teams. Um, so this should be a very interesting battle to watch, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's so funny, though, because I feel like this is just, say, on, on the Colts side where, you, you know, you can just expect to have a lot of Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this is what they're going to do until some team figures out how to stop Jonathan Taylor. Um, but that essentially has kind of sapped the fantasy value, of whatever there was of, of Carson Wentz, and to a lesser extent, you know, Michael Pittman. But I think you still 
we still play Pittman, you know, because I think that uh, he is their number one wide receiver. But, um, yeah, it's just this heavy, you know, um, kind of run-heavy, um, like, game that they've been uh, utilizing just has worked for them, you know. Yeah. Do you – I mean, when you say you should play Pittman, like, what, what – like, where do you think – he should be ranked this week. Like I, I know mean, you don't I'm, do wide receiver rankings. I but. know. I feel like maybe like twenty. Is that okay? Because I have him at twenty-five. So like okay. you know, right. to, to to reference those guys we were talking about earlier, like AJ Brown, Russell Gage, <clears throat> Amon Ross, St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's of course assuming that Jared Goff plays. If he doesn't play, I'm, I'm not sorry, right. Amon Ross, St. Brown. But um, I would play all those guys over Pittman just because. Uh, like you said, it's just – it's a very – I mean, Carson Wentz threw 12 passes last week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they just want to run and run. And, and you can run on the Cardinals too. Um, so, I, you know, I expect to see just a heavy dose of the running game. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I think he's – I think Pittman's a borderline wide receiver too. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of fantasy managers will need to start him because they don't have a better option. But – um, I do feel like I would start like a Russell Gage over him if you picked mm-hmm. him up off the waiver wire. Yeah, I think I would too. Actually, now that that you bring up some of those names, um, just because you know that you know they are going to get volume um, with Pittman, um, he can get volume, but you can't necessarily rely on it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And Taylor, of course, is the mm-hmm. number one running back as yep. he is every week. Um, you don't want to get into streaming Carson Wentz. Uh, you no. don't want any of their tight ends or secondary pass catching mm-hmm. options. No. Um, how about Arizona? They're coming off a pretty massive dud. <laughs> so this could go two different ways. It could it could be a game where they get back on track or it could be a game where we start to w- worry about them in a bigger way because mm-hmm. they seem to just be going through a malaise. So what do you think yeah. is going to happen here? I mean, I, I guess in the in the passing game, I probably favor Kirk and and Ertz probably uh the most I know that um you know Green gets gets some action in there but it's one of those things you know we've talked about this where sometimes you don't know where this ball is going to go but I think that for me uh kind of the most steady uh pass catchers there are Kirk and Ertz um the backfield I'm not sure um Connor I mean we could just see a heavy dose of Edmonds because I'm not sure you know Connor I don't believe has practice on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, he's banged right? up. Yeah, he's so, got, a, I think, a heel injury is what they're saying mm-hmm. now. I mean, it was an ankle last week yeah. that he played through and now mm-hmm. and now a heel. So, uh, you know, obviously James Conner, one of the knocks on him was injury prone mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. during his Steelers days. And that was not a problem at all uh, for the first 13 weeks of this season. But mm-hmm. suddenly um, it's becoming an issue. Um, and they and like you said, they do have Chase Edmonds as another option now, so mm-hmm. um, they don't necessarily need to push Connor as much as they would have um, prior to Edmonds returning. If Connor was playing, um, would you be concerned if he rostered Connor? I mean, I I feel like he'd be a little riskier, but mm-hmm. I, I like I I would have an awful hard time sitting James Connor mm-hmm. if he's yeah. if he's starting. I mean, he's just been too good this season for fantasy. I mean, mm-hmm. he's really been an RB one this season. So uh, even with uh, you know the fact that Edmonds is back is not a huge concern for me in terms of mm-hmm. Connor's fi- fantasy viability. Like I think that. Uh, if both of these guys are healthy, it's going to be like a two to one ratio towards Connor in terms of snaps and touches. But 
Um, but Connor's not really healthy right now. So we have to watch the practice reports. We have to um, try to read the tea leaves, see if there's any uh, Jay Glazer reports or Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter reports right before, you know, the weekend yeah. leading into the game, giving us some sense of how Connor is going to be used if he's active. Um, so, yeah, it's it's less comfortable than it's been all season. Um, yep. But I do think if he's active, unless we hear he's going to be on a really strict snap count, I would mm-hmm. I would uh, say you probably need to play him. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Detroit at Atlanta uh, over under is low 42 and a half uh, Falcons favored by five and a half. So I guess mm-hmm. Vegas is not expecting the Lions to continue on their run. <laughs> it's a shame. Well, I, this is I, a game they could yeah, continue on their run. I mean, they're I, playing the Falcons. Uh, yep. And it's not like Atlanta is, uh, you know, some huge home field advantage either. So No, and I feel like, you know, Detroit's got all the swagger right now, you know. Like, they've they've been playing well for the past three weeks. And um, I think this is all, though, I say this, dependent on, you know, if, if Goff is sure. under center this week, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why Vegas has it at this right now. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, because he's, <clears throat> he's on the COVID list. So, but if he's playing, I mean... I like the Lions in this one, um, and you know we've we've brought up uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I mean, this guy is just—he's so heavily targeted recently. You know, double-digit targets for the past three games, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, is because uh, Hawkinson's out now. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think Goff—he uh, and Goff have really connected, and um, and to a lesser extent, um, Josh Reynolds. You know. Um, but yeah, I like them. I like I like all three of those guys this week, um, and I think it's just a really good matchup. And I would not be surprised if they if they beat the Falcons this week. Yeah, um, with the, their backfield though. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I, I feel like their wide receiver situation has kind of become clearer, but their mm-hmm. backfield has become mm-hmm. murkier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's DeAndre Swift. Uh, returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, Jamal Williams has been activated from the COVID list. Uh, Craig Reynolds has two really good games in a row on his on his resume now. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like if all of these guys are healthy and active, um, it's a little hard to predict. I, I still would expect Swift to be the best fantasy option of the three if they're if they're all playing. But I don't really have a great feel for whether. Um, whether there's any chance Reynolds may have jumped Williams on the depth chart. Right. Cause um, you know, I could see, I could see uh, Reynolds stepping into Williams's role and being mm-hmm. successful in it. Um, but you know, they paid Williams the money. He's a guy that they love in the clubhouse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not sure they're going to, uh, you know, I'm not sure Dan Campbell's the kind of coach who would, uh, you know, bench a veteran player uh, based on them being on the COVID list. I mean, that mm-hmm. seems a little, cold-blooded you know so Mm -hmm. um i I don't know we could be in a situation where we we see them go back to a swift williams backfield and reynolds just gets sprinkled in here and Mm -hmm. there a little bit yeah it's kind of an inopportune time though to try and figure this out (laughs) yeah right you know but yeah it is very murky i think i don't i think if i think the bottom line is if swift is back i'm not gonna start reynolds or jamal Mm -hmm. williams Mm -hmm. um i think swift has a different skill set than those other guys um i mean he has a different skill set than most players in the nfl i mean he's an incredibly dynamic player so Mm -hmm. um i feel like if he's active you probably need to play him uh, unless you are really loaded at running back but um, I have him in one league, and I, I will be playing him if, if he's active. Yeah. Okay. All 
How about Atlanta? I mean, this should be a good matchup for at least, you know, you would think it's a good matchup for the running game, at least for Atlanta. Yeah. You know, um, we were talking about how they've been changing kind of the usage of um, Patterson, though. And um, so I don't know. I, I It should be. But I, I don't know. I could still see them kind of airing the ball out in this one. I feel like this is this is what is the over under on this on this game? 42 and a half. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that seems low. I, I would go maybe over on that, though. I could see this being a little bit of a shootout, though. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Matt Ryan has been playing so poorly. Um, yeah, and if so. Jared Goff doesn't start, then it's definitely going to be mm, low yeah, scoring, true. I think. But yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like the Falcons can run on Detroit. I mean, that's the Detroit actually has been pretty decent against the pass, um, mm-hmm. or at least okay against the pass. Um, they, their bigger weakness is the run, for sure. And, the, you know, with the Falcons favored, I think if Goff is out especially, that Atlanta might go with a really run-heavy um, attack in this yeah, game. And, you know, Cordero Patterson, I don't – like, it's disappointing the way they're using him. It's capping his upside. But in a matchup like this against Detroit, if he gets 18 carries, even if they're all just between the tackle carries and not really creative mm-hmm. uh, ways to get manufactured touches for him – I he still can have a huge game against Detroit. I mean, if they're if they have the lead and they pound the rock, um, we could see a, a big game for Patterson. Like mm-hmm. he could he could easily average five yards a carry against this team and find the end zone uh, once or twice against Detroit. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've definitely downgraded Patterson a little bit compared to where I had him uh, a few weeks ago, just because uh, the, it's not trending in a good direction. But this does seem like a, a potential bounce mm-hmm. back game for him. Well, that'd be good to see. You know, I think I really like him um, and he's been fun to watch. And he's, you know, um, I think he's been uh, just a good player to kind of watch this whole season and see. He came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, seriously, 30 years old, wide receiver, now a a, a, a grinding running back. Yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, again, like I do like Russell Gage. Uh, It's funny because this is the same. This is the uh, Amon Ross St. Brown versus Russell Gage Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, in this game. Um, so we'll uh-huh. see which of these, uh, you know, uh, new new shiny objects uh, that are catching a lot of passes and getting a lot mm-hmm. of targets uh, can come through the most in this one. Yeah, we, we shall see. Yeah. All right. The Giants, your Giants, uh-huh. travel to Philly to take on the Eagles. Uh, the over-under on this one is very low, 40 and a half. Uh, Eagles are favored by nine and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just kind of, I love the Eagles in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I love yeah. their defense. I love their kicker. I love their quarterback. <laughs> I love their, uh, what, I love no, their running back. Don't love about I don't the love their, I don't really love their receivers that much. Although I do uh, love Dallas Goddard. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's really kind of like their main receiver. I mean, I know you have uh, Devonta Smith, but I mean, um, I feel like did Devonta Smith uh, get a little banged up last week? He did, yeah, okay. he did. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to play, um, okay. but uh, yeah, he did get a little banged up. He also just hasn't really done much in a mm-hmm. long while. I mean, it's it, the last the last three weeks he hasn't topped forty yards or three catches in any of those mm-hmm. games. So mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot. Uh, I mean, he's the kind of talent that could always break a long touchdown or something like that, but. At this point, that's pretty much what you would be banking on if you started yeah. him. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you. I really like filling this one, and I really liked what I saw from um, you know their backfield last week, uh, or I guess this week. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what week is it? <laughs> no, it's like days ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and you know, and we talked about this a little bit uh, in 
in the uh, show earlier in the week, but that it's, it's, you know, I think we have a clear picture of this backfield and, you know, with Sanders and Howard and they, they both look really good and they have a really um, favorable schedule um, moving forward. So um, I like both those guys a lot. Yeah. This should be a great game script for them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and hurts. I mean, he's just had an incredible season. Like if you look yeah. at it, um, you know, I know Ryan McDowell, um, of DLF, uh, he he sends around a tweet every week um, that says like the number of QB one games that players have had, the number of RB one like top twelve mm-hmm. finishes, mm-hmm. Um, and he does that for each position each week. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has had, I believe, eleven uh, top twelve finishes this season at quarterback, and there's nobody else even close. I mean, I think the next highest is like eight or something. So. Uh, he's actually it's funny it's weird to say consistent with Jalen Hurts because his his actual play on the field isn't really that consistent on um, a number of those games uh, he struggled in the first half of games and then put up big fantasy numbers late um, sometimes in garbage time but he's done it a lot of different ways but the bottom line is that he he's managed to produce week in and week out all season long so um, I you know I, I think that uh He's a great play um, mm-hmm. in, in in this in this matchup and and going forward. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the Giants side, like I like I said, I love the Eagles defense. I have them as my number one defense of the week. So mm-hmm. I'm not expecting a lot of fireworks from the Giants. I that's no. that doesn't seem like a hot take. Uh, Jake Fromm probably going to start, but Joe Judge won't show his cards until late in the week. Whether it's going to be Mike Lennon or or See, Jake Fromm, but does it matter? No, and this is see, this is what annoyed me. Remember, this was, was this last week with Houston? I, <laughs> yeah, no, it was two weeks ago. I'm like, okay, okay, like we really is it going to be, you know, Ty, This is even worse than a Tyrod Taylor or uh, Davis Mills. <laughs> they got to sell those newspapers, players, right? Yeah, no, and this is just like really. Does this matter from or Glennon? I mean, it sounds like. From Glennon sounds like a losing presidential ticket, doesn't it? Yeah, or it sounds like um, if you ask like a uh, Scottish person where they where they were born. I'm from Glennon. Yeah, it's just and like this stuff. This like riles me up. I did, like who cares if it's if it's from or Glennon. It does not matter. It's not going to move the needle for this team for this game. Just see, just just makes me mad. Um, Thank you for bringing that I'm up. glad you could vent there, as a Giants <laughs> fan especially. It's just, God, okay. All right. And you know what? We've talked about the Giants enough, right? I yes. Mean, yes. Okay. Don't start anyone on the Giants D- except Barkley no. as a as no. a low-end, uninspiring yeah. RB2. Yeah. All okay. right. Let's move, move on. on. Let's go. Cheer you up here. Let's talk about something. <laughs> Let's talk about some better teams. The Jaguars and the Jets. Mm, mm, there we go. There we go. Uh, 41 and a half over under. Jag, uh, I'm sorry. The Jets are favored. By one and a half points. Jets favored. How often do you hear that? Uh, (laughs) I actually kind of like the Jaguars in this game, even though Mm -hmm. the Jets are favored and they're at home. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. It's weird. I I sort of feel like the the Jaguars defense is like better than the Jets defense. And uh, James Robinson is better than anything that the Jets have to offer. And I just, I don't know. I sort of... I could see that, yeah. I don't think that's, like, a super hot take. I think I'm with you on that. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just so... I mean, I don't know if I want to spend a lot of time on this game, really, either. But uh, it's just... um, because I guess really for fantasy purposes, if we just do this real quickly, it's it's really – is there anyone outside of Robinson that you're starting? Uh, are you – I mean, I guess maybe Michael Carter. I, I, um, I think – yeah, I mean 
I mean, you're not like, yeah, Michael Carter. No, I'm not. I'm not. And like I said on the last show, um, <clears throat> the fact that um, that Tevin Coleman got so much run in that last game um, mm-hmm. does make it a little cloudier. I mean, I think maybe they were easing Carter in, but you were hoping, I think, as if you have Carter, that he was going to be mm-hmm. the clear lead back from the get-go, and that wasn't the case. So now it's kind of... Like, okay, well, is he going to be the clear lead back this week or not? You mm-hmm. know, uh, so I have him as like an RB3, not an RB2 okay. for this matchup. Yeah. And I mean, you don't want to be really, you don't want to be chasing any of these pass catchers. No. I, you know, and I do feel like, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been so disappointing this season, but uh, I think given the state of quarterback, like if you're in a two quarterback league, mm-hmm. um, he's like a low end QB2 this week um, just because it really drops off a cliff after like the top 20. So uh, he at least has that good matchup. Um, I mean, the jets, the jets are like the cure to all ills. I mean, look at, look, yeah. look at every, every team that plays them, they get back on track and it's like, they generate all these positive <laughs> stories about how great they're going. And then they play uh-huh. another team. That's like a real NFL team and they come crashing back down to earth. <laughs> they just, they just make teams that they play each week feel better about themselves. Right? Yeah. I've heard some people talk about Jamison Crowder as like a sleeper, like a deep, you know, deeper wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I just know. don't feel like there's touchdown upside there. There's not. Right? No. I, I mean, mean, it would have to be full PPR. Mm-hmm. It'd probably yeah. have to be a team, like a 16 team league or a team with multiple flex spots yeah. uh, before I would really start looking at Jamison yeah. Crowder. I agree. All right. Enough for that about that game. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, Tampa Bay at Carolina over under is forty four. Uh, the Bucks are favored by ten points, okay. um, even though they are huh. dealing with a lot of injuries right now. It's because it's a machine. This this is this is a machine. The the Tampa Bay machine. You know? And Carolina is a team that is completely collapsing before our it eyes. Is. So they that kind of yeah. helps too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Carolina defense was, like, they were a pretty good unit early in the season that I kind of wanted to avoid. But I feel a little less worried about facing that team at this point. I mean, it's just kind of like things are going downhill for them in a hurry. Yeah, and I feel like even though there are injuries um, on Tampa Bay's side, I feel like you could see angry Brady in this one, you know, just, like, from getting shut out last week. And I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I feel like they're always on a mission week in and week out, which is why... You know, they're so successful, but they may have a little bit more fire in their belly in this one, I think. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling that Antonio Brown is going to come back and, like, Mm. explode. Like, (laughs) I have him as my wide receiver six right now. Uh And if Tyreek Hill doesn't come back, uh, he'll be my wide receiver five. So, um, I I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling that, uh, especially after that that rough game, um, that they're going to just go. And, you know, I don't know what it is. It's something about, like, Brady and Antonio Brown that that's mm. just like they're gonna they're gonna get the gang back together and, <laughs> and just go crazy you know they're gonna like get a reset this is like a reset game and they're just gonna like go off and yeah I, yeah yeah so I, I, I'm yeah. definitely excited about it and you know you have to feel good about Gronk I think too yeah. um you know when he's last, played so well yeah I mean last week it didn't really work out with all the targets but mm-hmm. uh, if he keeps getting double digit targets like he's going to put up big numbers I think having Antonio Brown on the field will help Gronk well, yeah, um, because after Evans and Godwin were out last week, um, Gronk just got a lot of double yep. coverage and things like that. So um, this should open up more opportunities for him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, you like, you like Ronald Jones this week? I love Ronald Jones. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I have, so that Carolina D I was talking about, they mm-hmm. now 
uh, you know, started out as a real strong unit, but they are now giving up, uh, I believe, the 12th most adjusted fantasy points to running backs. So mm -hmm. they're not like they're actually an above average matchup um, for running backs mm -hmm. now at this point in the season. Okay. And, uh, you know, Bruce Arians said it, he said it. It's uh, Jones. It's Jones's time to shine. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, we see. saw this last season. Uh, uh -huh. Jones was the guy for the first 14 weeks um, and he was really good. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Fournette took over at the end of the season and wrote yeah. right and wrote it into the playoffs. It's just kind of the, the exact opposite this season. It's been Fournette all year, uh, but now it's Jones's turn. Uh, Fournette's mm -hmm. on IR, so this is his this is his job. Gio Bernard also is on IR, which means mm -hmm. um, really that you know unless they're going to give snaps to Keyshawn Vaughn, which I don't think they really want to do that much, um, it's going to be a heavy dose of Ronald mm -hmm. Jones. So I think it's my RB nine uh, okay. for this matchup. All right, all right, yeah. Rojo season is in Rojo. full effect. It's starting in week sixteen. <laughs> yeah. What about the what about the secondary receivers though with Tampa? Is there anybody? I mean, are in a deeper not, league? Would you look at like a Tyler Johnson maybe? I I don't know. I it would have to be deep because my concern is that it's just they don't have to throw to Tyler Jones, and I feel like he would be splitting time with with Brashad Perriman, and it's just something that you know specific to this team. They don't have to like really go anywhere else if you know and i just don't know that there would be a lot of volume there um, i think there could be enough volume so? i just don't know who's going to get it i agree with you on that part of it because yeah. well if you look at this team all year i mean they've supported uh two or three wide receivers and gronkowski all year you know what i mean so mm -hmm. like there's been an, there's enough pass attempts in this offense to support another viable player besides antonio brown and gronk yeah. i just I don't know for certain that it's going to be Tyler Johnson. It could yeah, be see, it could be Perriman or it could be Scotty Miller too. Yeah. Uh, it could be Cameron Brait that ends up. Well, see, no, up. you keep adding all these players. Yeah. It's just too. It's too risky. Yeah, it's I too mean, risky of a move. Tyler Johnson was the one who um, stepped in um, last mm -hmm. week when Godwin and Evans were hurt. He was the one that played the most snaps. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that's an in-game thing. Sometimes those can be different. Right. Uh, also, the, some of these guys play different positions than each other. You know, like I feel like. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe Scotty Miller is more of like a Godwin replacement or, you know, or maybe Antonio Brown steps into the Godwin role. Uh, Tyler Johnson maybe could be like the Mike Evans role, but it's hard to say, you know? So, uh, I, I would, yeah, with the fantasy playoffs on the line, you probably uh, want to take a wait and see approach there if you possibly can. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How about Carolina? I mean, like I said, it's kind of like a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, we might get to see Cam Newton and Sam Darnold in this game. Yay! See, again, this this these are things that like just ugh. I. But that is true. I mean, I guess you could see, you know, if Cam Newton like, you know, has some issues or something, then I guess I mean they they've shown they'll they'll bench him. Um, yeah, but this is like beyond that. This is like part of the plan. Like they, they yeah. actually oh, want. This is to, the game plan. They, oh, yeah, well, well they want they plan. want to use both quarterbacks because for some reason Matt Rule, I don't know, he has this idea in his head that like Sam Darnold like can still be a good quarterback and that he <laughs> wants to give him the opportunity to like grow back into the role. Uh, yeah. So like I don't I don't really understand what they're doing, but uh, it does sound to me like it's the game plan to rotate these guys. Okay, um, that's fun for everyone. Newton will be the starter. 
Uh, I, Newton is a really weird player to try to rank. I mean, if you play yeah. in a single QB league, you just don't have to worry about it. But mm-hmm. if you play in a super flex league, it's kind of like a weird situation to think about because uh, we saw with Cam Newton last week the upside. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, he he doesn't even have to play that well. It's like kind of like Taysom yeah. Hill, you know. It's like he doesn't have to play that well to put up huge fantasy numbers. And that's, that's what happened with Cam Newton last week. Uh, he ended up being... Like what was it? He was the fourth best quarterback in fantasy last week. Yeah. Uh, so like that's the upside. The downside yeah. is that he plays terribly, and Darnold ends up, you know, being the starter for the the final three quarters, and Newton finishes as you know QB thirty four for the week or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a it's a massive boomer bust kind of thing. I just think based on the lack of good options at quarterback, I actually do have Cam Newton and like as my QB twenty four. So he like uh-huh. just barely sneaks into like super flex consideration for me, just based on the fact that he's always a good bet to get a rushing touchdown. Yeah, well, he always. Ha- I think he's had every game he's had a rushing touchdown this season. Yeah, I have him at uh, twenty one this week. Um, yeah, just because I mean he does have he will give you a rushing touchdown, and um, you just don't really know um, what you're going to get beyond that. Um, it could be like really great or it could just be okay. But yeah, I mean, I think it's that kind of that duality where um, there is upside there. Um, but yeah, if, I guess if you're going into this game um, and it's like, okay, like part of the game, the game plan is bringing in Darnold um, and, uh, and Cam Newton. That just, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it is annoying. I, I mean, this team is annoying. I, like I, you know, I don't really want to start either of the running backs, um, but yeah. if I was one, I, I'd probably prefer Amir Abdullah yeah, uh, over Chuba Hubbard. I, I just think in same. games where they're likely to be trailing and they're 10-point underdogs in this game, um, Abdullah is the the pass-catching back, the guy that will be in there for hur- the hurry-up offense. Um, mm-hmm. So he could get a bunch of dump-offs potentially, but you're still talking at best a wide, uh, a running back three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's no like must starts uh, on this yeah. team. Uh, you know, DJ Moore is a guy that you, you usually play when he's healthy, but he's dealing with a hamstring issue. He missed practice on Wednesday, so we're gonna have to just see if that was like a veteran maintenance mm-hmm. day or if he's really got a bigger issue going on there. Um, yeah. You know, I think he's a low end wide receiver too if he plays, yeah. but uh, if not, then you, you're just gonna steer clear of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. The Chargers. The Chargers. Against the Texans. Uh, (laughs) This game also has a 10-point spread in the Chargers' favor. Uh, Over-under is 45-and-a-half. Austin Eckler on the COVID list. Uh, We don't know. He he is one of these guys that actually, you know, loves the fantasy community and talks. He does Mm -hmm. like a a pod with Liz Loza, I think. Um, So, you know, he he is aware of how many fantasy managers are counting on him. I. So he he got the word out pretty quickly. He said it doesn't look good for him to be back yeah. this week. So uh, is it Justin Jackson time? Well, it it could be. The thing is, it's like I feel like it could be uh, Jackson, uh, could be Kelly, it could be a combo. I feel Larry like Roundtree. It could be they could throw Roundtree in there. Um, I, you know, I feel like this is something I would feel uncomfortable chasing. Um, any of them. I guess I would feel most comfortable, though, chasing uh, Justin Jefferson. Does the fact that it's against the Texans make you feel more comfortable chasing it? <laughs> um, actually, maybe slightly. 
I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I would, I would start yeah. Justin Jackson in this game if yeah. Eckler. Did I say out. Justin Jefferson? You may have. Okay. You I may have. have. I, okay. You said Tyler oh. Jones before. I didn't call you on that. Tyler Instead of jo- Tyler who was Johnson. I about? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I, I told you. I, I'm at the start of this pod. I've been like off. I'm off today. It's. I'm more off. No, this than is becoming today. like a running gag. I'm enjoying this. I'm sure our listeners are too. It's like. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, like what yeah. name will she make up next? How How many names will Lauren mangle? This week? Uh, it's all right. That as long as you give your you know valuable analysis we don't really care which <laughs> nouns you use as long um, as you know who i'm talking about yeah right you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. um I, I i don't know i feel like justin jackson i i agree with you in the sense that like it's unpredictable um but i what i would expect is some sort of a, a committee um but i think the chances are good that justin jackson will be part of that committee and then it's like mm-hmm. will it be kelly or roundtree i don't know but um, okay. But I feel like Jackson is the one who like has the, the most similar similar yeah. skill set to Eckler. Um, so I mean, he's clearly not on the same talent level as Eckler, but I do think mm-hmm. he can play the Eckler role in the offense, and it's just yeah. a really great matchup. So yeah. um, I wouldn't have a problem rolling with Justin Jackson as like a a low end RB two. I would say in this okay. matchup um, with Eckler out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the passing game, well, I mean, it's mm. it's just Keenan Allen, same. right? I mean, yeah, you, Jared Cook is uh, an intriguing Ooh, I do option like Jared now, Cook right? This week, though. Yeah. yeah, I do like him this week. Um, I think he could be a sneaky, a sneaky tight end play, a streaming option if you're going to go that route. Um, that has, you know, has scored touchdowns. I think he could. Uh, he'll likely get a little bit more play this week. I think with uh, uh, Donald Parham is not officially out, but it's. I would. I think yeah, he's not likely he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I do I do like him, and he's, you know, we talked about him on the waiver wire show where he um, could be, I think he's only rostered in like 55% of leagues. So yep. uh, check check his availability. One of us will have to, situations. one of us will have to put him in our start set article. I think I, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll do it this week. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, um, that will be up yeah, at so. rosrankings.com for yeah. the record. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> So, what so, about yeah. Mike Williams? Any any interest in taking a shot yeah. on him in, in this matchup? I I would play Mike Williams. You know, I've been very down on DK Metcalf, and maybe I'll throw DK Metcalf in my set thing. But I would much rather play Mike Williams than like a DK Metcalf. And I know that sounds really crazy, but um, I yeah, he's kind of like boomer bust. I think, but uh, I don't know. I always I part of me just always likes Mike Williams, so I'm kind of biased, but. Um, a lot of people seem to really like Mike Williams. Yeah. Um, I, he was super hyped coming into the season, and then like well, he had a couple. He he was like, you know, it's like he used all of his um, booms kind of in the beginning of the season. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he has like a ton of booms left, but so instead of um, boom or bust, it's boom then bust. <laughs> I think, yeah, possibly. Yeah. But I I still I always I kind of always have hope with him. So maybe I'm part of the the Mike Williams problem where it's just like. Even though he is boomer bust, I'm like, yeah, no, he, he's he's gonna boom this week. The Mike Williams Kool Aid drinkers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, right it is there. a it is a great matchup. I just feel like you're always basically just like flipping a coin on whether he's gonna have a good game or not. It's yeah. just there's no rhyme or reason to it, really. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then on the Houston side, I mean, we always say it's Brandon Cooks, but now like, Brandon Cooks is on the COVID list. So I know. So just don't just avoid. I think <laughs> I like honestly. I mean, even if it's like Nico. Nico Collins, Collins. Um, would, would that be the next? Is that who would? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you don't you don't want any part of this, right? I mean, I love um, I love me some Nico Collins. He's a Michigan uh, uh, alum, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's probably going to end up being like Chris Conley or something that pops yeah. off for a big game. Yeah, just, just, just avoid this. Yeah, Even, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rex Burkhead, um, came, you know, did get 16 carries last week, and you can run on the Chargers, but the Texans can't run. So it's uh, it's weakness yeah. against against weakness. Yeah. I don't yeah. really want any part of it. No. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. So <laughs> Buffalo at New England, um, mm-hmm. rematch of the Re-battle. crazy yeah. wind game. <laughs> that is, yeah, the crazy wind game. That yeah. was really crazy. Yeah. I mean, this should be a really interesting, exciting game to watch. Um, I don't know yeah. about for fantasy what's going to happen. Um, yeah. It's an over-under 43.5. Um, the Patriots are favored by 2.5. Uh, Buffalo is not going to have Cole Beasley since he uh, didn't get vaccinated and has mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to say anything else about that. Um, and then Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders is, like, working his way back. So uh, it seems like he might be back for this game, but it's kind of up in the air. I don't know if I like that because, well, no, I mean, I think that that's good. Um, but um, I mean, I, I think fr- it makes you a little bit more like I was like, really, I still am gung ho about about Gabriel Davis, though. Me I, too. It, I know that even if um, Sanders is in there, um, I still really I, I like I still like Davis. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I, I yeah, I think I'd like him a little bit more if Sanders was not. In well, there, yeah, but I, I, because I, it's the weird thing is. um it becomes a question of who's going to play what role because um, neither neither Sanders nor Davis is really a Cole Beasley type of a player. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe if I had to say, you maybe maybe you would think maybe Sanders would be more suited to that role than Davis. But by the same token, um, I, I kind of feel like they would be more likely to put Sanders back in the role he's had all season. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would force Davis to have to try to play more slot snaps or something which i don't really i'm not really sure that's what he's suited to do so mm-hmm. um it just could get a little tricky there if sanders is back i, I what's know. sanders issue is it a quad uh i'm trying to remember now so it's like well also maybe you know i know that he's been he's been he's been practicing but uh maybe he's not 100 percent. so maybe yeah um, he could also be like a decoy or something mm-hmm, like that yeah. um that's possible um it is a uh knee Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay. we'll have to see. I, mm-hmm. um, I still think, yeah. I, I mean, Davis to me feels a little boomer bust as well, but I, I have a little more confidence in him than I do in Mike Williams, for example. Oh yeah. yeah um, no, although yeah. Mike Williams has the far superior matchup. I mean, Houston yeah. is a great matchup. New England is a really tough one. So, um, but I just, I, I don't know. I trust. I just, I, I feel like uh, there's, there's a lot of production being vacated by Beasley mm-hmm. and potentially Sanders. And uh, I trust Josh Allen to get, get the ball to Davis yeah. and I trust Davis to make big plays down the field. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they'll yeah. probably shadow, um, you know, uh, Stefan Diggs with a lot of coverage. I mean, Belichick will probably have a, have a plan to take Diggs out of the game. So mm-hmm. that should open up more <laughs> yes. opportunity for the, for these other guys. He's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I found tricky is ranking the defenses in this game because these are two really good defenses, um, but they're also two pretty good offenses. I mean, the Buffalo is definitely a good offense. The mm-hmm. Patriots are not like a powerhouse offense, but they, they're they not generally a good matchup for defenses because they don't turn the ball over very much, um, mm-hmm. and they have a good running game. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I, you know, I have them both as like borderline top twelve defenses this week. Mm-hmm. This is why I dropped the Patriots uh, in one league where I had them because I mean they were far and away first in fantasy scoring. But I was like, you know what? They get Buffalo, then a bye, and then Indianapolis, and then Buffalo yeah. again. I'm like, that's I'm not going to want to play them for those games. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's smart. Yeah. Um, with with the the backfield in New England, uh, Stevenson has an illness, right? Like he. I think I am I wrong. Am I wrong uh, you might be right about that. I I, I still think he's probably going to play. Like, um, okay. But you know, I guess with illness, you can never know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what illness this is. So um, right. I mean, he has not been yeah. placed on the COVID list as no. of, as as we speak here. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a younger player, so I I'm not sure he'd get that ve- that veteran maintenance day. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? I mean, Damian Harris is expected to be back for this mm-hmm. game, so yeah. that. That to me makes both him and uh, Stevenson kind of dicier plays. I mean, they're still okay, like, but they're kind of like borderline RB two, more like high end RB threes probably mm-hmm. uh, against Buffalo. Um, yeah. But if if Stevenson did miss the game, then Harris would become a must play, of course. Yeah, and then pass catchers, are you? Uh... Anyone that's viable fantasy wise? That well, viable? you know, Kendrick Bourne is on COVID. Um, He's on the COVID list. He, I made it sound like he's on drugs. He's on COVID. He's on COVID. Uh, <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on COVID. Any questions? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, and then um, Nikhil Harry's banged up and uh, Nelson Aguilar is banged up. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's, you know, Jacoby Myers is a viable kind of wide receiver three. Hunter Henry yeah. is a viable yeah. tight end streamer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not excited to play either of them, but I but if they're serviceable options, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. What about uh, with Buffalo, real quick? Devin Singletary, okay. do you do you like him as a RB two this week? Yeah, I mean, I think you know he talked about this. I mean, I think this is he's um, kind of this is his his role now. I mean, I think that this is it is a tough matchup, um, but uh, yeah, I think I I like him kind of as a what kind of like a back end kind of RB2? Yeah, I have him at RB27 right now, which actually feels like a little low. I might need to bump him up a little bit. It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I have trouble putting him ahead of like like a Jeff Wilson or or like even a Tony Pollard who, uh, well, we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But um, no, I think I actually maybe lean Singletary in that one. Yeah, I, I understand why you would, but I, I just saw some stats on Pollard that really yeah. jumped out at me. So oh, that's, okay. that's I'll, I'll get to that okay. uh, shortly. But yeah, the bottom line is I do think you know Singletary is in that kind of low end RB two, high end RB three range. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think you can start him. I mean, he's just getting a lot of snaps right now, which is always good to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. yeah. All right, Los Angeles Rams at. Minnesota. Sometimes I say it. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it. I don't think I've noticed that. Uh-uh. Uh, it, wait, have you always done this? Uh, I think it's just happened a couple times, but oh. it, I notice it when I do it. It's very it's, weird. It's, <laughs> um, it's. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm talking about Minnesota, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> don't you know, Bobby? Um, that's That will be the end of my Minnesota accent. Um, over under 49 and a half. Uh, Rams are favored by three. Uh, I really, mm-hmm. I, I kind of love the the Rams passing game in this game. I, mm-hmm. um, yep. I've got Matthew Stafford as like a top three QB this week. Same. Yeah. I have him as my 
QB two, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, great matchup for um, Cooper Cup. Of course, not that mm-hmm. he needs any help, uh, but I think Beckham and uh, and Van Jefferson are viable yep. uh, starters this week as well against that yeah. that secondary in Minnesota. Yeah, that secondary is has it's pretty leaky, you know, when it comes to uh, you know the pass opposing a wide wide out. So um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you know it's like all three of those guys have a good day. Um, yeah, this week. Yeah, so. and I also like Sony Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. he's put uh, as I expected. I think he has held on to lead back duties from Daryl Henderson and. Uh, I, you know, I'd expect roughly two to one uh, snap share in Sony Michelle's favor, um, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, and uh, Minnesota, you know, we talk about their secondary being weak, but they, they can be run on as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I just expect I expect the Rams to score a lot of points in this game. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, especially in a league yeah. where there's like a lot of lower scoring games. I feel like mm-hmm. this is a game that could have a fair number of points scored in it. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I, what about on the Minnesota side? Thielen may be back. I saw he's practicing. Yeah, I mean, he, right. I, it seems like he's trending towards being back, which is mm-hmm. um, it's a little quicker than I was expecting, but that's good mm-hmm. news. Um, I think that's good news for Justin Jefferson. It's good news for Kirk Cousins. Um, mm-hmm. It's good news for this the, the shootout potential of this game. Um, I, you know, that Rams defense has a lot of big name superstars on it, but they haven't really performed like a top unit this yeah. season. So, uh, I don't see any reason why, uh, you should be afraid to play, uh, your usual Vikings in this game. I mean, Jefferson obviously is a, a slam dunk top. I mean, this game has the two best wide receivers in the league in it. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Devonte Adams as well, but two of the three best receivers in the league. Um, and, uh, it's you know Dalvin Cook, of course, is is a monster every each and every week. Um, so yeah, I, I I would I even think Cousins is fine as like a a low end QB one, high end QB two. Yeah, I think I think this this should be a fun game, and I'm with you on the uh, shootout potential here. Yeah, yeah. one of the rare ones this week where we can say that's possible. I mean, I feel like there's going to be we you know we talked about how few touchdowns were scored last week. It seems like. We could be looking at a similar story this week mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh, Over under is forty five and a half. Bengals mm-hmm. are favored by three. Uh, what's What's your big fantasy uh, takeaways here? Well, on the Cincinnati side, I really like Joe Burrows this week. Um, you know, um, the last time these two uh, teams played each other, he threw for over four hundred yards and three touchdowns, and. Um, He's he's got just like really you know between uh, Jamar Chase and T Higgins he's just got such top you know receivers um, and you know Mixon's banged up a little bit and it's tough to run on Baltimore um, so I don't know um, you'd probably know better but I think that he's still dealing with with an ankle injury you may see more um, Samaj Pirine in this one um, but I I don't know I think it'll be a heavy pass game on on Cincinnati's side. Yeah, so Mixon actually did uh, practice fully on Wednesday, uh-huh. which was good news. I, Zach Taylor was, uh, you know, he sounded a little overly optimistic initially, but he he was just hoping for him to get in a limited practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting in a full practice. So yeah. uh, it really sounds like Mixon's injury is not too significant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm tentatively expecting him to get his usual workload at this point. Um, but as you said, it is a very tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals have not been 
utilizing Mixon as a pass catcher nearly as much as fantasy managers would hope. Um, So that does limit his upside a little bit. I mean, I still think at the end of the day, you're talking about a guy who's going to, you know, touch the ball 15 to 20 times. So um, you're certainly not benching Joe Mixon, but I have him as my RB 13, which is about as low as he ever gets for me. So, um, so yeah, it's not, it's not the greatest matchup for him, but you're, you're sticking, you're sticking with him if you have him. Um, and I do think this is, yeah, this is a great opportunity, like you said, for Joe Burrow, a great opportunity mm-hmm. for T. Higgins and Jamar Chase to get back on track after their quiet game last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really get shut down. They just they didn't throw they didn't throw the ball yeah. much last week. You know what I mean? There just weren't a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So uh, I think th- both of those guys could potentially explode in this game. Yeah. Um, and then on the Baltimore side, it's like, is it? going to be Lamar Jackson or it's going to be Tyler Huntley and yeah. does it matter really in terms of uh the rest of the the fantasy players yeah I don't know that it matters in terms of the other players um but I do think in real life it it matters for um Baltimore and I I, I really think that you can kind of if Huntley plays I mean I said this earlier in the week um yesterday um that I think uh you know if you know, if Lamar Jackson isn't a hundred percent, I don't think that they should they should play him. I think that Huntley should go in, and I think that Huntley um, is as close of he's kind of in the same mold as you know Lamar Jackson, where he's he's mobile um, and still he has no issues really with with kind of like the passing game. So I think that it's kind of a plug and play a little bit. I think uh, at quarterback, which you don't normally say that with with quarterbacks, and certainly the type of quarterback that Lamar Jackson is, but. Um, you know, I think that I, I kind of think that Huntley gives them um, the better chance to win if um, you know if Lamar Jackson isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, right which is an amazing thing to say. I mean, mm-hmm. where yeah. do they find this guy? I, it's incredible. <laughs> no, it, I mean, Lamar Jackson I is such a unique talent to mm-hmm. find a guy who can step in and replicate what he does. It's really it's, incredible yeah. that they yeah. that they had a backup quarterback like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to admit, I was a little skeptical that Huntley could really do that um but after last week i'm i'm pretty sold on that so i agree yeah um, he played well the whole game yeah you know, and he's actually, just like garbage time or yeah anything like that. and he's actually throwing the ball probably better than lamar jackson is right now so um you know i think mark andrews is just fine no matter mm-hmm. who's a quarterback but um potentially huntley being a quarterback would be uh better news for um, a marquise brown or a yeah. uh, rashad bateman you know yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean i don't really want to rely on any of these baltimore receivers at this point i mean mm-hmm. uh, you know it's 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 hard to really trust brown at this point because it's been quite a while since he really popped uh for a big game but um you know i have him as my wide receiver 24 so he's kind of like a borderline wide receiver two wide two. receiver three yeah. for me and i think he'll probably stay right, right around there regardless of who's at quarterback I agree. And what about the backfield? I mean, like, I, I, I'm a little, like, I've soured a little bit on Devonta Freeman after yeah, Latavius Murray outplayed yeah. him last week. I was surprised, though, I because I think we had finally gotten to the point where, um, you know, I think we were like, okay, well, kind of Freeman has this, this job, you know, but um, – and is kind of the lead back, and I, w- I was surprised last week that they that they used um, Murray to the extent that they did. So, um, yeah, it's it's something that after last week you have to be a little bit more hesitant about if you weren't already. So yeah, like I've got Freeman as my RB thirty three. So mm-hmm. um, you may have a better option for that flex spot. Yeah. All right, Chicago at Seattle. 
uh, two losing teams, 42 and a half over under. Seahawks are favored by six and a half. Uh, I, I don't really know what to say about this game. I mean, like if, if the Seahawks get Tyler Lockett back for this game, which they probably should, mm-hmm. um, maybe Russell Wilson can get back on track a little bit. I, I mean, the bears are certainly a favorable matchup. Yeah, maybe. It's just, I don't know. I Yeah, if Lockett, is it Lockett really, I think, with the Seahawks, is the only Seattle player that I'm, like, really super, would be super interested in. Um, I, I've, i you know, kind of been on record. I don't really trust DK Metcalf at this point. I think we've seen, you know, six weeks since, you know, Russell Wilson has, has come back since week 10. And um it just like Metcalf, whatever it is, I don't know. They're they're just like not in sync, and uh, he just hasn't. There's no fantasy production at this point. I feel like Metcalf. I understand the upside is there, but um, I don't know. It's like at six weeks of very little makes me very hesitant, and I don't want to uh, rely on that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is crazy to say you don't want to rely on on DK Metcalf in the in the playoffs. Right? I have a feeling he's going to have a huge game at some point before the end of the year, though. <laughs> I, I, I just, I mean, I get it, but I just, I, I, I don't know. I've just, I've just been down. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm completely out on DK Metcalf at this point. I get it. I totally get <clears> it. You know? um, I do think that I, you know, if Lockett's back, I will have him ranked ahead of Metcalf uh, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Um, you know, I think the interesting question is uh, Russell Wilson versus Justin Fields uh, in this mm-hmm. game. I mean, which quarterback is a better fantasy option i have them back to back in my rankings let's see what i have um i have them kind of well i have russell wilson like four spots ahead okay um and then you're think, down on the seattle pass i am too. <laughs> so yeah, you must really you know, be down on fields it's just i actually yeah i mean actually kind of looking at that i think with i think with fields it's not so much fields it's just the the offense and just like matt Nagy. it's just <laughs> I think that Fields has a lot of potential and but you know and we've talked about this before where it's just I don't think he's being utilized properly <laughs> you know it's not to his fullest potential and so I don't really I just don't trust the Chicago offense yeah and, but I mean I don't know I I agree with Matt Nagy being awful but Bill Lazor since he's taken over the play calling and he mm-hmm. missed last week because of COVID but um, I do think that they've gotten fields. They've they've taken advantage of his skill set a little bit more um, over mm-hmm. the last like month or two, a month and a half. Um, and actually, if you look at it over his last five uh, games, uh, Justin Fields has been a top ten fantasy quarterback in four of them. And the only one that he wasn't uh, was the game where he got injured, his rib injury again, and uh, and and then proceeded to miss the next two games. So. Uh, all four of the games where he's played the full game, he's been a top 10 fantasy QB and he, and one of them, he was top five. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't always look pretty, but I mean, he, he, he's like, you can basically bank on him for like 40 plus rushing yards, uh, which is like a a bonus touchdown. It's like, he goes into the game having already thrown a touchdown pass is the way to look at it. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I, you know, I think um, kind of looking at my rankings, I think it's also I think that uh, you know Russell Wilson I think just has like a little bit of an easier um, matchup, but um, you know they are close. But yeah, no, I think that you you bring up good points, and maybe I should revisit my my um, 
I mean, I like, yeah, I like Justin Fields. I, I, but I didn't know the kind of the, the uh, QB 10 stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, to be fair, I only have them. I have these guys as my QB 14 and 15. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, to me, the tough question is how do you rank these guys relative to like uh, a Dak Prescott or a Kirk Cousins or a Joe Burrow or Taysom Hill? Um, you know, I, it's, it's tough. I, I have them behind those guys, but I could easily see um, them having better games than those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what else is there to talk about in this game? I, you oh, know, we're, we're, we're basically with the Seattle backfield. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm hesitant to it's go back to the Rashad Penny. Well, I know. And then like Alex Collins coming in and, um, I think practicing this week, it's just, it just seems like something that you don't want to, you don't want to tinker with. Yeah. I mean, you could even see, <clears throat> you could see DJ Dallas end up being mm-hmm. the lead back. You could see. Yeah. You could see them activate Adrian Peterson. You could see Travis Homer get mixed in. I, I, there's a lot of. Th- I mean, I would. St- I still have Penny ranked as my highest. He's in my, my RB32. Mm-hmm. I have him right in that same range mm-hmm. as Michael Carter and Devonta Freeman. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's a calculated gamble to start him, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you might be in a situation where you need to do it. I just. Um, I think a lot of people are going right back to the well and treating him as an RB2, and I'm definitely not there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah. How about on the Chicago side? We talked about fields a little bit. I mean, it's mm. a tough matchup um, for the passing game against Seattle, and it's in Seattle. It's going to be a hostile environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think fields can do enough with his legs and make enough big plays down the field that he's a viable fantasy option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as the pass catchers, I think it's it's really just Darnell Mooney that you would look at uh, and, mm-hmm. and Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I – I might have to rely on those guys. I in one league where I have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. If they uh, if they don't make it back, I'm going to have to start Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet against a Bears fan. So that'll be fun. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Talk about a downgrade going from the that, the the, yeah. the Chiefs passing game to the Bears passing game. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah that that would that would be a bummer for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but enough about me. I, you know, I do think though that like Mooney is, uh, you know, he's a wide receiver three just based on the likely target volume that he'll get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a talented player too. Um, and and I was, you know, I've talked about Cole Komet um, on mm-hmm. the last show how excited I am about him at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. He just is getting he's getting eight targets a game over the last month. He leads the team in red zone targets. Um, Seattle is not very good at defending tight ends. Uh, I feel like the stars are aligning um, for Cole Komet to have a, a, a decent performance mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think he was one of my little breakout um, people. I thought that um, – yeah, I, I think his his role in this offense, I mean, he solidified that. And I think if you don't see it uh, fully this this year, like in terms of him kind of going off-off, I think you'll, you'll see that next year Yeah, uh, for I, sure. I can take him as my start sit since you're there we taking go. Jared Cook. There we go. <laughs> I, I, but I like both those calls, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about? I mean, what else is there talking about? David Montgomery. I mean, just based on yeah. the volume, he's kind of in that low end RB one category yeah. each and every week at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Uh, Denver at the Raiders. The Raiders. Forty one and a half over under. Um, Denver is favored by one, even though they may be starting Drew Locke at quarterback, or they they, they, they are, will be yeah. starting Drew Locke at quarterback. Yeah. Bridgewater's. I I would bet on the Raiders there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's surprising to me. I mean, 
to that Vegas is putting faith in Drew Locke like that. Um, although it's a very low over under, so I guess yeah. they're just thinking they can win a low scoring game. I mean, Denver certainly has a better defense um, than the Raiders do, so so mm-hmm. maybe. And it's not like the Raiders have uh, been lighting the scoreboard up lately. So no. uh, I guess they're expecting kind of Denver to pull out a low scoring slugfest. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, Carr hasn't, I don't think he's thrown, had like a multiple touchdown day for like five weeks. Um, so, and we've kind of talked about how he's just not really uh, producing a ton fantasy wise uh, lately. So I, maybe that's, that's part of it. I don't, it is kind of strange though. Um, but yeah, and I guess kind of focusing in on this real quickly, I think that uh, Denver, I mean, you think there's also maybe, Maybe I think a heavy reliance, right, on um, on the backfield with Javante yeah, Williams and sure. Melvin Gordon. For so sure. um, I like those guys generally. They're generally the the only Broncos that um, I'm kind of interested in fantasy wise, and I think they just may get a little bit more play this week. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't want the Denver mm-hmm. passing game even mm-hmm. when Bridgewater was a quarterback. So we're not going to take it with Drew Locke either. No. Um, I will say um, Javante Williams uh, jumped back ahead of Melvin Gordon in snaps again last week. We had seen uh, basically the trend there was early in the year. It was Gordon was playing uh, maybe like 55% of the snaps and and Williams 45. Uh, And then there was a period where um, Williams jumped ahead and was playing 55 to 60% of the snaps. Um, Then of course, Gordon missed one game and Williams had a massive game. Uh, and then la- the uh, in week fourteen we saw uh, it go back to Gordon um, with the lead in snaps, and then last week it went back to Williams again. So mm-hmm. it seems to me like the general trend line it's had some fluctuation, but it seems to be trending more in Williams's direction. So I still like both of them as RB twos, mm-hmm. but I-, I feel like Williams is like pushing for very high end RB two consideration. Uh, mm-hmm. If he gets like sixty percent of the snaps, like. He's just such a good player that, um, yeah. you know, I think uh, I think you can feel pretty good about starting him. I and, mm-hmm. and in fact, in this matchup, it's such a good matchup. I actually have him as a RB one right now. Okay, nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Top nice. ten. I like it. Ooh, top ten. I like it. Spicy. Like it even more. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, with, with the Raiders, I mean, I, you know, assuming Josh Jacobs' illness is not COVID, which it doesn't seem to be, uh, he seems like he's in a pretty good spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just, uh, you know, they should run the ball a lot. Uh, he's been catching passes as well. So yeah. he's definitely like a mid, mid-range mid RB2, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the passing game, I mean, it's Renfro. It doesn't yeah. look like Waller's going to come back. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so, and I don't. It, it makes sense for them not to bring him back. I think at this point for them in the season, you know. Well, they're seven and seven. Oh no, actually no, that's wrong. I yeah. completely take that back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. They're, they um, they still have a prayer. I mean, seven yeah. and seven is not a great spot to be in in the AFC. In the NFC, it would put you in a bunch better playoff position than in the AFC. Yeah. But they're certainly not eliminated yet. So I'm sure that they would love to have Waller back. It just seems like uh, his injury is is. Um, too significant for him to get back. Yeah. Yeah, I think otherwise, obviously, they would do it. So I think that just speaks to the severity of it. Yeah. yeah. And with Renfro, it's a tough matchup, but you just don't – I would just never sit him at this point. Don't mess with it. You keep you keep him in the lineup. Exactly. Yeah, and he had a down game last week, but that was also a weird low-scoring game too. Yeah, I think so. he had three straight 100-yard performances before yeah. that. So uh, mm-hmm. you definitely want to stick with him. Yeah. 
All right. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Uh, mm. Over under 44.5. Chiefs are favored by 7.5. That seems to imply that they're going to get Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey back in this game. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I, I don't know how it works with the sports betting, but uh, <laughs> you would think that like th- these lines would fluctuate massively based on COVID news. I mean, or maybe, I mean, I don't know what it opened as. I mean, maybe this is, maybe they're just like, oh, there's like no, there's no faith in Pittsburgh or something. I mean, there shouldn't be much faith in you Pittsburgh. Know. I mean, their offense is pretty broken. Their defense is a shell of its former self. Um, we'll see. Then we just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I mean, if Kansas City doesn't have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, I have real questions about how many points they can score against any defense. I mean, like. This offense has had some ups and downs this season, even with those guys in the lineup. Uh, you know, so like yeah. all of these backups they have are pretty un, you know, unreliable, unproven guys. I mean, yeah. you know, Michael Hardman, you know, can do a very loose Tyree Kill impression, but not, yeah. but you can't really count on it. And then you know, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, Noah Gray could step in at tight end. I mean, it's it's not it's not like they have. Um, a ton of talent outside of their their big two guys, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if they're out, instead of kind of spec- speculating, I think on some of the pass catchers, I just think that they could just really go run heavy because you can just run on Pittsburgh, and so I think maybe you would see more of a, a reliance on um, Ceh and uh, Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I like I like actually both those guys in this game. Um, anyway, be, even if you do have you know Hill and. Um, Kelsey in there. I think this is a good matchup for for that backfield. Yeah, I think that's a good point yeah. for sure. I mean, Pittsburgh just cannot stop the run. No, um, but hopefully, hopefully they get all their guys back. I mean, the, the other thing is they could have more COVID issues. I mean, if there's an outbreak going yeah, on in the true. team, like anyone could end up missing the game, or you know, the guys who are on the list now could get back, and other guys could go out. I mean, it's a mess, you know. Uh, yeah. Like I would like the Chiefs' defense in this game a lot too, but you wonder if they're going to lose. Some of their key defensive, uh, I believe Chris Jones is on the COVID list. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they could miss, they could lose some of their top playmakers on defense in this game as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just hard to, it's hard to hear sitting here on Thursday morning. It's hard to know what's going to happen with this mm-hmm. game. I mean, we don't know who's going to be available for Kansas City and we don't know. I mean, it's possible this game could even get pushed back to Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, you know, that's true. So we'll just have to see. Um, but yeah, the bottom line is if, Kelsey and Hill are starting. You obviously will start them. You're, yeah. you're probably starting Mahomes regardless, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, if if, if and Kelsey it's... and Hill were out, would you start Mahomes over like Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Oh, if um, yeah, I probably would. I, I well, I don't know. That's a tough call. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. Or that's Joe a tough Burrow. Call. I'm I'm really super high on Burrow. This right, week, so you play so him over Mahomes. I play Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough tough call. It's it's so yeah, it's a tough call. I don't know. Would you go Cousins? Oh, I just really hope Hill and Kelsey come back, so I don't have to decide things like that. That would be that's a, that's a lineup headache. I think I actually I think I actually might go Cousins. Go Cousins. Yeah. I mean, especially if Thielen's back, just like he'll have all his past catchers and Mahomes will have none of his I yeah yeah I could see that I could totally get behind that you know yeah yeah oh, interesting. D- dicey times we'll just have to watch the uh transaction wire 
That on the, so fun. who's coming That's on so and fun. off the COVID list. Yep. COVID roulette. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How about on the Pittsburgh side? I mean, th- this offense was so dysfunctional last week. Um, I know we were kind of high on them last week too, and it just it was. It like just a didn't bad happen. Game. Yeah, I but know. but I still kind of feel like we know what this team is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's for all its warts. Um, you're st- you're playing Najee mm-hmm. Harris. Yep. You're playing Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that kind that might be it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I mean, yeah. If if you are, I don't know. If you're going to be streaming quarterbacks um, this week, Roethlisberger is not that bad of a streamer this week. No, I mean, I just went all in on him last week and he burned I me know, so but, you're like a little gun shy well I, it's also just the question of like the who else there is like i would definitely play russell wilson or justin fields ahead of roethlisberger yeah no me too and probably jimmy garoppolo too yeah i i actually like jimmy garoppolo this week for if you're streaming yeah, yeah. i know i mean we talked about this a little bit there's not a ton of upside but at least you kind of know what you're going to get there yeah exactly but i have roethlisberger yeah. as like my qb 17 so i actually yeah, have him ahead of two uh, and ryan Tannehill, um but below Garoppolo and Fields and Wilson. I do minus two. I have two, two ahead of him. Two, two ahead of him. Say that three times fast, or or two <laughs> times fast. Uh, <laughs> two a times fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, Washington at Dallas is the Sunday night game. Uh, the over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, the Cowboys are heavily favored by ten and a half points. Um, so I mentioned I, I I mentioned Tony Pollard. Oh, wow. uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So. The stat that really got me about Tony Pollard is yep. that he has finished as a uh, – let me pull it up here. In half PPR, mm-hmm. uh, he has finished as a top 24 running back five straight weeks. And that's mm-hmm. despite averaging less than 13 touches per game. Um, okay. He's finished between RB15 and RB24 uh, each of those weeks. Um, so an RB2 each mm-hmm. and every week. Uh, it's just it's mm-hmm. consistency, sure and it's because yeah. it's yeah. just because he's really effective on a per touch basis. That's what it's about. Right. Because he plays fewer snaps than Ezekiel Elliott, he he gets fewer touches than Ezekiel Elliott, um, but he provides a comparable amount of fantasy value to Elliott. So, um, you know, I, I it's funny because like perception wise, you say, oh, he's like the second back, he's the second back, mm-hmm. and he's. Only you know he's not getting a ton of touches. I'm going to rank him like around RB thirty or something like that. But then you look at it and you're like, I mean, he actually should be ranked as a top twenty four guy just based on what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I didn't realize those numbers, and I think maybe they're, you know, I mean, we talked about this a little bit um, earlier in the week, but also Dallas's passing game just kind of hasn't been blowing anyone away lately and so you know also i think that you have seen maybe a little bit more reliance on that that run even though it is split but yeah i didn't realize uh those numbers between the two of them yeah and then the other thing is the washington pass defense is while still not good it's been a lot better than it was earlier in the season like it's not quite as like juicy a matchup so mm-hmm. i'm i'm pretty hesitant about and I know you are too uh, about the Dallas passing game at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Dak Prescott's just kind of like a borderline QB one. Um, you may have him even lower than that. Um, and uh, I, the pass, the receivers too. It's like CD Lamb's the only one that I really uh, have a great deal of confidence in starting. Um, Which yeah. is me too. But it's so funny because in these last two games, he's been like 
the third receiver on the depth chart. But I still I, I still roll him out with supreme confidence, though. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he, been third you know, in terms of snaps, but he's been yeah. first in terms of targets. Right. So, right. like, yeah. I kind of feel like in, that's one of those things where the snap count doesn't tell you the whole story because, mm-hmm. like, if they're going to make him the first read in their passes, then, like, yeah. they can have yeah, other receivers matter. on the field when they run the ball. Like, they don't need yeah. him to be on the field when they run the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, Cooper and Gallup are better blocking receivers than Hill, than Lamb or something, you know? like mm-hmm. So the snap count doesn't tell the whole story. I still think Lamb is clearly um, the number one option right now in the passing game. And I also think... Dak Prescott's inability to complete passes down the field is probably uh, a worse thing for Cooper and Gallup than it is mm-hmm. for Lamb because Lamb yeah. can catch a lot of those like quick slant kind of passes, and uh, he seems to be doing just fine. So, um, so yeah, he's really the only one I feel great about. I mean, I still think you can look at Cooper uh, as an option, but mm-hmm. um, I certainly feel less like bullish on him now than mm-hmm. I did earlier in the season. Yeah, I'm with you, and I, I also, I have confidence in in Dalton Schultz. You know, uh, like I said, I, I thought that he, I was kind of concerned about his volume with with all of these pass catchers healthy, and um, I think just with this, some of these these issues in the passing game, I thought that he was kind of going to be, uh, you know, the one on the outside looking in. But um, and maybe this does speak to what you just pointed out with maybe Dak's issue of throwing downfield. That's is what that I was going to say, yeah. Be- yeah, benefiting Schultz there. So, um, and that's maybe why we're seeing that. So um, I, I have, like, supreme confidence in, in Schultz as well, and I completely did a 180. Wow, um, supreme confidence. So I have supreme confidence. Let's keep in mind he caught one pass for four yards at, uh, in the previous matchup with Washington, which was well, two see- weeks ago. <laughs> well, no one, no one looked actually in that game. I feel like on both sides, no one looked pretty, um, fantasy wise. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I joke, I poke at you a little bit for, uh, out of out of fun, but uh, mm-hmm. I mostly agree with you. I mean, I have Schultz as my tight end nine for the week. I, you know, I just think there aren't that many reliable tight ends uh, at this stage well, yeah, of the I season. Yeah, I have six. Okay, See, I have supreme. Confidence. That is supreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is supreme. I, I just, I, I don't know. I he. He's not really. Um, he doesn't have more than uh, more than seventy yards receiving in any game um, mm-hmm. since week uh, six. So mm-hmm. he's not like a huge. Uh, like I feel like he's like good for like fifty to you know fifty to sixty receiving yards, and you hope he gets a touchdown basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. that but that'll play a tight end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yep. So, yeah, I, we didn't, we, you know, we, we kind of glossed over Zeke, but I would just say, like, you know, keep playing him. I mean, he's yeah. a mid-range RB2. Uh, he's not the player he used to be, but um, he, what really boosts his value in my book is that he uh, seems to always catch a few passes and maybe add 20 to 30 receiving mm-hmm. yards to his tally. Uh, and he has he's always a good bet to get a touchdown, too. Yeah. So you, you put all those things together, and um, Zeke seems to – always finishes a top 20 running back even though it's it's rarely like that vintage Zeke performance that people are hoping for right yeah how about Washington uh it sounds like Taylor Heineke will be back yeah uh, for this game will be good this 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 bodes well for I think you know Gibson and and McLaurin and um yeah though we got to watch Gibson's toe injury too that's true I know I know I um so Yes, but I, I think in the, in the offense, you know, overall, this is this is good instead of a, a Garrett Gilbert. That that was his name, right? Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, so I think that it's good. Um, I think his name was yeah. David Carr, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I even I I went. I didn't even make a mistake on Carr today. I know. I was kind of mindful though, so I just referred to Carr as Carr. I noticed that. I didn't that. do that, the first. That was name. smart. That was that was very smart. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I mean I don't know. I Taylor Heineke is like better than Garrett Gilbert, but uh, Heineke had kind of regressed, I think, a bit before he got on the COVID list, and mm-hmm. uh, and he also just has not really managed to unlock Terry McLaurin all season, so. Uh, and Dallas is just a really good defense. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty uh, off of the Washington offense in general this week. I mean, I think the one guy would be Gibson, but um, it was strange. R- Ron Rivera said that he is dealing with a toe injury that is similar to the one he had last year. And mm-hmm. the turf toe that Gibson had last year uh, shut him down for the season. Yep. So, yeah. And it was right around this time in the year, too. Uh, so they're 6-8. and eight. I mean, they're pretty much out of the playoffs. Um, I would be worried that they shut Gibson down again if his toe injury is really as yeah, uh, bad as as Rivera's making it sound. So that's mm-hmm. that's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very concerning. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think we're like super gung ho about anyone here, right? I mean, on Washington side. No, I mean, I just think like if Gibson is fine to play and he. It's been weird. He's basically been banged up all season, but he's just kept playing through it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of expect him to just play through this injury. Um, maybe Rivera was – it seemed like he might have been talking about it more in terms of, like, explaining why uh, he didn't have a big game last week that he was – he was saying, like, he wasn't pushing off on his runs mm-hmm. as much as he typically would. Um, mm-hmm. Like, And so he got a few three- or four-yard gains that – Rivera felt like could have been eight or 10 yard gains if, if Gibson's toe wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he was bringing it up more in that sense rather than like a, he might not play this week sense. Um, yeah. So I, I expect him to play. I have him as my RB 18. I just think um, with the volume that he is likely to get with JD McKissick out, um, you know, if healthy, like he should be a good bet for 20 touches. I just think they'll like, they'll try to run the ball as much as they can to, uh, in this game to try to yeah. stick in it, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Monday night football, Miami at new Orleans, uh, 38 and a half mm-hmm. over under. That's the, I believe the lowest of the entire slate. Um, the saints are favored by three. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is, I mean, you said you, you kind of like to, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think the saints past defense has gotten better over the course of the season. They got Gardner Johnson back, which which helped. He's their slot corner. Uh, I mean, Miami will have Jalen Waddle back in this game, um, mm-hmm. which is helpful for Tua, but I don't know. I just don't I don't see a lot of offensive fireworks in this game. I mean, I still think Taysom Hill is an attractive play just because uh, of what he can do ru- running the football. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little lower on Kamara at this point with, mm-hmm. with Mark Ingram um, factoring in. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe New Orleans has some COVID issues going on too, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. I, no. I like the defenses in this game more than anything, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I no, I, in terms of liking too. I mean, I have them ranked 17. Okay, I don't, you know, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes with with, I mean, with um, you know, Miami, we kind of know what we're getting. Although I'm, I'm not sure I know what I'm getting in the backfield. Um, this week. I know I'm avoiding it. 
You're, <laughs> okay. yeah, I think that's a, I think that is that is the call. Yeah, I think Duke Johnson is a big trap here. I mean, yeah. I still have him ranked highest of the Miami running backs, but that's not saying much. I mean, it, I yeah. I have him as my RB thirty eight. So, uh, and I've Gaskin at forty five. Um, so I'm pretty much steering clear You're of out. either of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and you, we don't even want to have to talk about a Philip Lindsay or a Salvin no. Ahmed or any of that. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm yeah. Brown. Ho- hopefully. I mean, I mean, hopefully we aren't talking about them next week. Well, I, <laughs> I think there'll be three running backs active for this game. Yeah. So we'll have to see which three it is. It's going to be Duke Johnson, Miles Gaskin, and somebody else. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be Lindsay or, uh, or Malcolm Brown yeah. uh, or Ahmed. It could be could be any of those guys but yeah. the but this the saints have like the best run defense in the league so just mm-hmm. just don't yeah, bother tough. yeah yeah no yeah and i you know i think i'm with you overall when you're talking about um new orleans too where it's just i think you always i mean Taysom hill is always a consideration because of you know his dual threat ability and um but uh, you know really outside of that uh it's it's, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, yeah. You, know, I mean, you play Camara, of course. Yeah, well, but, yeah. You play him, and yeah. then I am kind of curious though because they we did see a little bit more kind of Mark Ingram last week, and I don't know um, why exactly that was, but um, I don't know if he'll kind of cut into Camara's uh, <clears throat> uh, volume this week. I don't know, but um, kind of keep an eye on that. But there's, yeah, there's no way. You, I mean, you you, you play Camara. Um, I think you you play Hill this week. Um, I know. I'm not really interested, and I just haven't been interested in the uh, New Orleans uh, pass catchers all season. Yeah, I mean, it would just be, I think Callaway at this point would be my top choice, but you're talking like desperate wide receiver three kind of guy. That is like a fingers crossed play. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, You know, the interesting thing with Kamara, though, is um, the way they've used him this season has just been interesting because it's kind of similar to what the Falcons have done with Cordero Patterson, where mm-hmm. they're kind of being counterintuitive with how they're using these guys. They're using them as primarily between the tackles rushers, which is not mm-hmm. what we've seen um, as Camara uh, be used as mm-hmm. in the past. Um, so maybe that's maybe that can change a little now with Ingram. I mean, like I said, that there haven't been that many games this season where the Saints have had both. Kamara and Ingram that last mm-hmm. week was the third game of the season and the first two were right when Ingram got brought in and was still learning the playbook so we could see a transition where they um, make Ingram more of a early down between the tackles guy and that might free up Kamara actually to mm-hmm. play his more typical yeah, role where, where they're getting him the ball on screens and um, yeah. you know uh, pitches to the outside and things like that where they can try to get him into space um, mm-hmm. So who knows? But yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, I still think Kamara's an RB one, but I, I, you know, I do think the snap share is a little bit of a concern. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't see him really as a top five guy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about? Uh, I guess that's. I guess that's all we got. That's oh. a, we're all out of games. Uh, <laughs> we're all out of games, guys. So go figure. Yep, yep. <laughs> all sold out. Um, <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, you know we're we're getting to the end here and we've uh, we've really appreciated you being with us along the way. Um, you can uh, go to our website rosrankings.com. We'll have our start sit articles up there later in the week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. 
And you can follow me at LK Auerbach. And as always, if you could rate, review, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff, ring that bell if there's a bell there. If there's not, find one and ring it anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We are, as Andrew said, we are winding down this season and um, we've had a, had a really uh, great time uh, doing this. We have one more week left. But uh, thank you for listening and good luck, everybody, in the playoffs. Happy holidays. <laughs> You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.